This is Special Report. Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. When he spies a discernible shape. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for man. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Welcome, everybody, to Full Spectrum Universe. I am your host. My name is Rob Yox. Normally, we're going to take you from your universe. We're going to bring you to my universe. My universe, my universe is dictated by facts, stories. And what we hate in my universe is groupthink. And people who are deniers. So with that being said, I've got an amazing show for you guys tonight. I've got two guests. We're going to have somewhat of a round table. It's going to be an amazing, amazing stream. So without further ado, I'm going to bring them on. They are mediums, psychics, seers, but also people uh, who have that innate ability. Nine times out of ten have the ability to interact with the paranormal. Interacting with the paranormal means that they've spoken to entities, they've witnessed entities, they've experienced entities. So not only are they of, not only do they have great ability with uh, foretelling and seeing, they also have the ability to touch the other side and pierce the veil, shall we say. So without further ado, I'm going to bring them in. First, we have Sky Chen. How hey, you buddy. doing, Sky? And we also have Lily Bacharaya, right? Did I say Bacharya. it right? Bacharya. There we go. There you go. <laughs> How are you guys this evening? Great. Good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So right now, I just want to let everybody know that they do have sites that we're going to be putting up a little bit later for everybody, and we're going to let everybody know where they can find these people. And they are truly great. They help people on a daily basis. Um, and that's something that I always admire is people helping people. One thing that psychic seers, mediums, they always do is they give you peace of mind, and that way... I'm saying to you is that some people suffer from physical ailments, from stress. Some people suffer from mental ailments, from stress. Not, and a lot of that stress and anxiety is basically them not knowing what the future holds. These two individuals actually give people that peace of mind to steer them in the right direction or foretell them what their future may be in a sense or what they're actually going through right now. So I just want to say to you guys before we even start that what you guys do is truly amazing. And it's very, very commendable. And I am I admire the fact that you guys help people on a daily basis. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. So let's start with Sky. Sky, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Sure. And, and then we'll go to Lily and then we'll get into some backstory for you guys. All right. Well, my name is Sky Chen. And I've got a jam-packed full of life. Um, lots of different experiences. I came out of my mama fully on and not really knowing what I got myself into. Um, I have recently been back to the United States. I used to live abroad. I lived in Japan for a while and then in Taiwan. While I was in Taiwan, I 
came down with autoimmune Lyme disease that I later found out what it was. But at that time, I knew something was totally, totally wrong. I had been living a different kind of lifestyle. I was living very disconnected from my true self. And it got to that point where the body says, hey, look, you got to see what's going on here. And that's when I really dove deep into my own spiritual awakening. And fast forward, you know, seven years to today, things are are how they are now. And um, I channel for people. I do shamanic energy healing. It's kind of like Reiki, but not really. Um, I call it ethereal calibration or EC for short. And um, I do Chinese astrology as well. So what I like to say is there's a thousand different ways to screw on a light bulb, metaphysically, spiritually, whatever you're connected to, whatever you jive with, that seems to work for you. And, you know, that works for me as well. So I work with like tarot cards and all sorts of other things. But um, I do like just channeling using myself too. So hopefully we can get into some of that tonight if the viewers want to interact with us. Yeah, well, so. definitely, we'll definitely be able to do some readings a little bit later. So, you know, not to, I, so I always say show off your skills, but, you know, just let the people see what you actually do and how you actually help people. The process is, is awesome, you know, to see that happening in, in real time, you know. So, Lily, why don't you give us a little bit of, 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 of who you are? So I was born and raised in New York. Uh, I've been a psychologist for 23 years. I've been starting to do readings at the same time. And it just got to the point where I just decided that the spirituality was more important. And I focused on that entirely. I have seen spirits since I was a child. I was very lucky. They were all very friendly. I didn't have, I, you know, I know people have had different kinds of experiences and we'll talk about that later. Um, but no. that's my first seeing of it. And I was, I had a really supportive dad who knew that I had abilities and he was very wonderful to me. So that's where I sort of catapulted into what I do now. Well, that's, that's great, you know, uh, support in certain situations, especially not uh, at a young age. If this thing, if this innate ability manifests itself inside of you, it's definitely difficult to rationalize what's happening with right. what, because a lot of people, you know, and not a lot of people at that age, they'll say, oh, it's just imaginary. It's just pretend, right. you know, you just, you're seeing things. And then they may even think that you have some kind of mental illness right. when really it's just, something inside of you that's manifesting that you're a little bit more adept at, like I said, piercing the veil and being able to, uh, you know, see these things. It's, it's truly amazing. And one of the things I always say is somebody who is, who has your guys ability, like I said before, has always had some kind of paranormal or spiritual experience that sort of not let them know that they were, you know, that they had this ability, but it usually entails itself. They coincide with each other, you know, it, it works together. So right. one thing we are going to be talking about tonight is the different types of entities that you may encounter, right. how to approach them, how to be around them. So really, even though that the, the both the both of them are psychics and seers, we will be talking about a lot of paranormal stuff as well. Hence why we're on RU Media Network. I want to give a shout out to uh, Eric McGill and Dave Oliver. They are the heads of RU Media Network. And it's always a pleasure for me to be on this station I truly, truly love bringing people information that isn't normally spoke about in everyday news, which is something that here at Full Spectrum University we pride ourselves on. And, you know, let's get into a little bit of both of your first inclinations with the paranormal. We'll start with Sky again. What was your first, I mean, in detail, your first true experience with the paranormal itself? Man, that's hard to really 
center down to one specific incident. But the first thing that comes to mind is when I was about two or three years old, I would play around and my mother even remembers this too. I would draw these two particular men and I would have this same recurring dream all the time. I had it for like years and it was always this, it wasn't like a childhood dream. It was in this dark cavern, like this underground cave network. And the there were like miners wearing these hard hats, but they didn't have like, they didn't have like battery powered lights. They had like candles, they had real old. So it was, it was a while back, I now know, but their names were Chuck and Bob. And when you're like two to three years old, it's not typical that kids are really like, oh, I'm going to have my own imaginary friend over here. I'm going to name him Chuck, Chuck or Bob. But they really, they really liked talking to me. They liked, um, they liked playing with me. They were very humorous and lighthearted, um, which kind of runs in my family. We like to be silly. We like to be funny. Um, and so that was my real experience. I used to draw them all the time. My mother still remembers these stories. And she always says, hey, you remember your imaginary friends back in the day, Big Chuck and Big Bob and Little Bob and Little Chuck. <laughs> That's what I used. Um, I just knew Chuck and Bob. So when I saw other entities come through, a lot of them not always human, I would give them those personas and say, oh, that's little Bob. That's big Bob. This is big Chuck. That's little Chuck, et cetera, et cetera. But this dream, just in a nutshell, going back to that cave, because I'm seeing it now, even as I recall it, um, it was really, really dark and very dimly lit. But these two miners, I think now this is Bob and Chuck, they were talking to each other, but they were really kind of worried. And they were like, one was saying, Hey, you know, what about this? And should we go over here? And what do we do about this thing and that thing? And they had this map open and they were not really quarreling, but they just seemed very pressed that there was something that they needed to attend to quite immediately. And I would be approaching them. They wouldn't necessarily see that I was there, but behind me, I would hear these footsteps. So I, Lily, you were really lucky that you had really good yeah. um, light coming to you all the time. But there was a lot of stuff that liked to mess with me as a kid. Wow. Um, so in this dream, I would hear these really heavy footsteps. Like, thunk, thunk, thunk. Yeah, no, that would be scary. It was very, very scary. And these miners would all of a sudden just stop dead at what they were discussing and just look up and look to me and I thought they would be looking at me, but they were actually looking past me for whatever was making those footsteps. And they skedaddled, they got out of there fast. I didn't have a miner's hat or whatever. I was just the observer. But as they would leave, I would see the light get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And whatever this thing would come closer and closer and closer to me, I could feel its presence and I could almost feel its breath and then I would just close my eyes real tight and be like, I got to get out of this dream and boom, I'd come out. So I had recurring dreams like that. Um, a lot of them nightmarish. That one wasn't too scary compared to the rest of them, but um, they would recur over and over and over. And my father, I remember this now coming up too. My father used to, uh, well, he's told me when he was, he used to move around a lot. So I would have a hard time rooting myself anywhere as a kid. So when I was real young and they were buying their first house, I would be terrified of all these different basements. And he would just say, I, and he would just say, Oh, I don't know why you were so afraid of these, but thank God I had a good father 
and um, you know, he he would look at other houses. So if even if he thought that the house was absolutely perfect, if I really had a big problem with the basement, he'd be like, well, okay, that's consideration. So the house we eventually moved in was one of the very few that I was perfectly fine with, with the basement, wow. you know, being that's, how it was. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. That's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. It's a wild scenario, especially to be starting off so young with it, you know? It, yeah. A lot of people would have taken some kind of traumatic uh like symptoms from that like a ptsd type of from that situation which you know that's that's what i that you know it's another thing that we always talk about is the fact that you know it's really difficult as a child like like i said before to to really uh look at these things and know exactly what's going on you, don't you know? know you don't know what's going on it could cause a world of damage down the road too which if you see a lot of psychics and seers they actually do have some sort of trauma-based PTSD from this, which eventually goes away towards later in life because they understand it more and it gives it more of like a purpose. It's almost like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're going to a psychologist and you have that breakthrough that you figured out what was going on, you know, it, you, and, and leading up to that point, you see a lot of them have that kind of stuff. So Lily, let's get to you and let's, let's, let, why don't you tell us about your first type of paranormal Yeah, experience. so mine was very different, but then I had you know, I had like, my dad had a huge library of books about ESP and afterlife and the Rosicrucians and ghosts and witches. And so I read all this as a, as a young kid and I would, he would see that and he would sort of talk with me about it. And I also felt like as an indigo child or as an indigo adult now, you know things and you used to, I used to think kids, people were so stupid. Like, of course there's ghosts. What do you mean there's no ghosts? You know, luckily I only said that to my dad. Um, I did notice other people were not as open and I kept my mouth shut because people did make fun of me. Um, but what I noticed was when I was falling asleep, people would enter in and usually these were transient ghosts because most of my relatives were alive. Uh, the ones that were close to me. And they would just sort of look and they were sort of intrigued that I could see them and they would sort of smile at me. And then that was it. I do remember distinctly making my father check the, the closet and he was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, you need to check the closet. There's monsters, you know, but I was about five or seven. I was older than sky. And I was convinced. I was just like, dad, there's something in there. He's like, you're crazy. So we would go through this every night, every night. And I would make him check. And then he sort of, he caught on to me seeing those. He talked with me about it. He asked me to keep it away from my mother because my mother was a skeptic and he didn't want to stress her out. She was a very stressed out first immigration woman. So, um, so we didn't really share it with her until much later. Um, and then it was fine. Cause then she admitted that she'd seen things too and held it back. Um, so that was sort of it. And they, again, they were transient, they were friendly and they were light. Like, you know how you'll see people talk about shadows Mm -hmm. I would actually see their faces, see most of their details. And we lived, I mean, Rob and I grew up in back East in, in New York where Westchester is, and there's lots of history. So there were soldiers, you know, the 1800 soldiers. There were, there was one soldier that came by. There was a, a woman or men. Some of these people I think had just passed and weren't, hadn't moved on quite yet, had some business to do and were just happened to be in my area. Um, and again, I, I'm going to say that I was really lucky because none of them harassed me. None of them bothered me. Um, they didn't do anything. They didn't bite me or scratch me. I've, you know, I've seen shows where people get harassed by spirits that are, you know, not happy or not at peace. Right. Um, That's definitely the case. You know, it, it's, it's a, it's a fickle situation because it's either one way or the other. It's never yeah. anybody who has like a neutral, 
like light and dark at the same time, maybe kind of come through. Yeah. So it's, it's very polarizing. And I just think that, you know, I, th I think that you're right. Where we live has a lot of historic history yeah. and it's, something that actually drove me into doing like research and things that I love so dearly, things that got me into who I am today and why I'm actually here right now. So I can relate on that side of it, but uh, being somebody who has the uh, ability to, like I said, pierce the veil, it must've been absolutely insane because the things that can happen, you know, the, the possibilities are endless, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I want to touch base on that a little bit. I had shadow people visit me a lot, Lily. Mm -hmm. um, they were, I, they're not, see, like, they're a little bit different than, like, what people would refer to as demons, which are kind of, like, more earthbound uh, right. souls that have never incarnate as a human being. They, right. don't, op they don't necessarily operate through love and light. Um, some of them can can want to maybe change a little bit but now looking back um you know it's it's it wasn't always dark for me either i did also see the the faces of people and right. um, a lot of them i know now didn't understand fully that they're really dead or they might be in some sort of yeah. transition yeah. or transitory phase uh, a few of them are actually relatives of mine uh, mm -hmm. who never got to meet me when i was born uh, yeah. one actually my my father's grandmother reached out to me last week in fact it kind of surprised me in a dream and i woke up i texted my grandma right away because she had a message from my grandmother now, my grandmother isn't a particularly spiritual person and i was a little bit doubtful actually but they were saying do it do it it'll, it'll be fine and i connected with her and i was actually quite surprised at the response i got wow some life nice life lessons i guess you could say from her or some some feedback on, on you know that's I just not to interrupt you, but that's one of the I think that one of the things that I think is so amazing is that you were able to see other family members that maybe you haven't been around or if somebody was to pass on, you have that innate ability to catch them after the fact, you know, still contact with them. And I know yeah. it's very difficult for you guys to talk with them in so many words. You know, I know it's sort of like a hidden language that you have to learn. So, you know, was there a lot of difficulty for either of you to pick that up, what they were trying to show you or say to you? I laugh at that a little bit because I'm thinking of my grandma or my, excuse me, my grandpa right now. Um, he died in 2010 or 2011. So it's about 10 years now. And um, he was a complicated individual. I got him. I understood him from an early age. He was quite bitter. To a lot of people, um, he just got tired of, <laughs> of having to deal with people. Um, and But when I was a kid and I would visit, I would always find that little spot in him to irk a smile out, to, to you know be kind of rambunctious and silly because we got each other in that way. And leading up to his death, he had dementia. So he, he lost all bearing and it got you know, progressively more and more and more to the extent where he was just like always dazed. And he didn't know where he was or who anybody was or anything. And I remember coming to his house with my mother and my sister and they were kind of in a hurry. They were kind of like rushing us and everything. But I, I felt the need to really like sit down and have 
you know, a nice conversation with him. I was smoking at that time and he, he's been a lifelong smoker. So, you know, we had a cigarette together and I don't think he realized who I was, but he did know who I was. Like he felt who I was. So he just looked at me and he smiled and he didn't really say much of anything. And I gave him a kiss and he liked that. And he, he just lit up. But after he passed, he never contacted me for about a year or two. And I was a little bit like, I was like, grandpa, why aren't you, why aren't you contacting me or anything? I didn't understand it. And looking back, realizing he needed that time, you know, in our perspective, the time when, when people pass on time and space don't really exist in the same way, but he needed healing. He absolutely needed healing. He needed to shed certain things. He needed to um, grow in certain ways and, and connect in a certain way. So I don't think he was necessarily accessible. And I also want to say too, uh, relating to this, we don't, or for me, I speak for myself. It's not always like I am going to connect to this person. So boom, I press this button, pull this lever. There's a lot of different factors that go into it. Like the receptivity of the souls. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that I do um, uh, readings for and work with, uh, it comes differently depending on that individual. You know, if that person is really open and they're really connected and they're, you know, at the right time, it's going to come through. It's going to be profound. It's going to be amazing. And other times, sometimes they won't necessarily relate to what is being said, but then later on it'll click and they'll call me up later and be like, holy cow, Sky, like that makes sense now. Sometimes years later. And, you know, with grandpa's case, he did eventually come around and say hi. Well, not really. He just smiled in a dream because I was asking for that, for that uh, closure for myself. And so he did meet me in a dream one time and he was just lit up with light. And all he did was just gleam those pearly whites at me. And I, I could just gleam back and I was like, well, grandpa, all right, I guess you don't need to say anything and know you're all right. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. We actually have a, uh, well, somebody in the audience actually has a question. Oh, and we're, while we get them, we'll go through them, you sure. know, as cool. they come along. But Richard Neal says, what does it mean when I put my hand on the wall or the floor, I see flashes of people what can this mean? I got right away. This is the residual energy of your, of the place that you're at. I see like a plaster wall. So this property, you know, a lot of times the natural materials that make up the property, you know, like the drywall, the, the foundation, you know, cement, rock, wood, if it's been there a while, it picks up the vibrations of people. It's not necessarily the souls themselves, but what's traditionally referred to as the poltergeist, right? It's just the, the energy of what happened there is kind of like an echo. That's what I'm getting. What yeah. are you getting with that, Lily? No, I would agree. So you're picking up the energy of the people who live there and what they were like. So if they had good intentions, you're going to pick up good, happy scenes. If they had neutral, you'll pick up nothing special. They'll just be neutral, just scenes. And if it's evil or if they're doing satanic things, you're going to pick up something that'll scare the hell, hell out of you. You'll, you may even get shocked. You may have, you know, things happen to you, bodily speaking. Um, but yeah, that's, I, you also could be flashing to the future of the place itself. You mm. know, you have to give yourself that credit. Um, people are definitely, their abilities and their intuition is increasing. It's not just the spiritual people. It's everyone because we're all evolving. We're all spiritual, whether we realize right. it or not. Right, exactly. Um, so they're not choose to be on the path. Yeah. I just want to add to like the, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that these are people. 
Right. And this, this is particular to your situation. So it's not a right. just paint with the same color. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about a great awakening. You yeah. know, everybody's saying that there's this great awakening happening. People are waking up to everything, whether it be political waking up or spiritual waking up. What does this mean? To, I would like both of you to answer this, but what does that mean to you? What does a great awakening mean to you? So I think it means several things. The men are more opening up because there was like this male patriarchy for like power all throughout the years. And that's shifting and women are start, starting to gain in power. And so I think men in general, the whole male species are opening to their the female side and the females are opening to their male side. Um, and the, the other thing you see is awakening. People are just more transparent. The, the ability to actually stand behind who you are, mean what you say, say what you mean is so much more important now. Um, so that's a shift. Whereas before it was all image. It was all image and that's all that mattered. And the truth didn't seem to matter. Now the truth matters. Things come out all the time on social media and people go left and right, you know, uh, funding campaigns and doing things to try to change the laws. So there's a huge shift in, in terms of how they, you know, how they do things. And um, the awakening, I just think people are getting more spiritual. They're getting more kinder. And like Sky said, everyone's on a path. It's just that some people are speeding on it. Some people are just going really slow. But you're you're on it, you're in it, you know. Absolutely, life is a journey. That's what the marquee says, yeah. and that's what I stand by. You know, everybody <laughs> is on their own specific journey, and you're going to ride your own waves. It's like boogie boarding, right? right? Let's say there's seven guys boogie boarding, all in the same ocean. As you go back further and further, deeper into into the abyss of the sea, right. different waves. You're going to ride them home, you know. But you're all going to end up on land eventually. So with that being said, everybody's riding their own wave to that end game or that end place home. Totally. So Sky, I would like you to answer the question as well, please. Yeah, sure. I That was a beautiful answer, Lily. That was like right on the head. Definitely um, was. I want to elaborate a little bit about that with the, the men and the women part because like yeah. it, it transcends to the, to the feminine and the masculine. Now, all of us, whether we're male or female or in between or whatever – Right. We've got masculine and feminine aspects to us um, or yin and yang, right? So the masculine, the, the, the masculine is about like enactment, like planning, strategizing the past. I hear 155,000 years or so was really a time for us to, to explore that dimension of us because we needed to kind of come out of the cave, so to speak, or literally sometimes and, and establish a society, a network of systems so that we can get to where we are now so that I've got electricity here. I've got a refrigerator. I've got running water. We've got this ability to be here, you know, all three of us in different locations across the United States talking at the same time, facilitating that communication, that connection, um, leading up to what's, where we're at, where we are now, what's what what the time of the divine feminine is unfolding before us, so that we can allow space for one another. Because, like Lily's saying, you know, our truths are coming out. We need to be able to have that safe space for one another 
or that that uh, connection with one another so that we can hold our own truth without having to step on someone else or having to manipulate another person's truth to fit our narrative for for just power because that's I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but that's a definite limitation and we're reaching the limits of that. Now, some people haven't done any work on themselves or they haven't come to the realization to, to what other people are starting to realize. We're all on our different wavelengths. We're all on our different um, individual paths and we can't judge one another for that, but we can hold space for ourselves. And when we do that, we allow that for other people naturally. So if you love yourself, you're able to love other people too. Um, and one of my favorite gurus in India, his name is Sadhguru. I was just listening to him the other day and he was saying something along the lines of, oh no, I lost it. That happens sometimes. I get so much coming through and you have to choose. <laughs> oh, it's a fact. Um, yeah, right. Well, it'll come up later for sure. Um, Lily can attest this happens all the time with me. Um, You'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah. So maybe that's the message herein is that there's a time and a place for everything. Let it unfold. You don't have to push it through. You don't have to force something through. Um, there's been a lot of that leading up to now. So now it's just a, a, a mode of reception, allowing, holding the space so that and a lot of us don't know what that means. So we're kind of confused about it. But within our hearts, we, we in, inherently know that this is the way things are going and they're evolving and it's wonderful for all of us. So as much craziness is going on out there superficially, there's at the core this deep, true love that's enveloping mankind right now. It's really amazing. I'm actually going to answer the question too, and you know what the it's it, what you're saying is it's always darkest before the light. Okay. It always has supreme, right, yeah. supreme turmoil before a complete harmony. You know what I mean? So one thing that I believe this great awakening is for myself, and and I agree with the both of you 100 percent, is everybody like you said vibrates. They all vibrate at a scale that you know it, it's like the duality of man. There's you know, there's, there's whatever, with every one thing, like with every love, there's hate, you know, with greed, there's giving, you know, it's the duality of spirit as well. You know, there's a light and a dark and a lot of people, they need to realize that, you know, the pineal gland is very important in decalcifying it to raise your vibration. When your vibration is raised, you are more receptive to love and acceptance when you start to get things like, you know, anxiety, depression, which everybody has, but when you can't quell them quite as much, your vibration starts to lower. And that's when the dark energies kind of feed off of that. They kind of know to kick you when you're down in a sense. And, yeah. you know, their I think that's a very... Their, that right. power is weak not to step well, on your toe or anything. That's what the Great Awakening is, is everybody's raising that vibration, you know, and... There's a lot of things opposing that vibrational frequency to be raised up. Like I was talking about the pineal gland and having it calcified. To calcifying your pineal gland is super important to get in touch with your inner light, you know? So light is winning, and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And it is always darkest before the storm. But I believe that we're all raising our frequencies in a sense of community and harmony as well, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, we actually had another question here okay. and it was from Jacqueline 
And she says, I can always connect with my family members that passed on. However, I'm unable to connect with my mother that passed away when I was three. What can I do to connect with her? Great question, Jacqueline. Can I go, Lily, real quick? Go for it. You can... go for it. I saw candles. So this is something I do myself, but my guides are showing me that this would really help you. So if you have an altar mm -hmm. or some sort of holy space or sacred space in your home, I have mine in my bedroom. Uh, just, just consecrate that. Or if you've already got that, great. But two white candles, place them left and right. You can kneel down and you can light them up, turn the lights off and center yourself. Take three deep breaths in and out like that. Center yourself and then staring between these two candles, call upon your guides, call upon uh, what you believe in. Uh, it can be God, it can be uh, the universe, whatever you want to call upon, and then ask them to bring you closer to mom and also for some insight on what you what you want to, I don't want to say get out of it, but what do you see that, that, that uh, connection being like? What do you see that experience? How do you see that un experience unfolding or what do you want? Because I've, they're letting me know there's a little bit of that in there too. Because sometimes like going back to the story with my grandpa, I really, really, really wanted to force that connection. And sometimes when you do that, you actually make that possibility weaker. Um, and if you have a lot of bottled up emotion with that, um, that can throw you off too. So centering yourself is very, very important. Um, yeah. That's so I was going to agree with Sky. I saw two white candles too, but I also saw the mother's picture in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you stare at your mother's picture and ask for her spirit to come down and you do this repeatedly, and if you can meditate twice a day, um, you know, once in the morning, once at night, it builds a connection with the universe and with spirit. And it might be a lot easier for you to get a message. And then the other thing too, to keep in mind is one, if you get no message, your mom might be thinking you're doing just great. If you, there's a need to tell you something specific, because my father's passed when I was 17. I got to tell you, he's only come in in specific times. And when he shows up, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. You know, because it's to tell me something. Um, if they're not saying something, sometimes there's nothing to say. Or sometimes and, it's not your time. Right, right. And so that but that doesn't mean that the love is gone. The love and the support and the happiness and the peace that they send continually is totally surrounding you. Because I see white light around you and I'm seeing white roses around you. So I don't know if you pray a lot to the Mother Mary or I, I don't know. I don't know what your religious preference is, but I'm just getting that you're very protected. She's sure. Spiritual. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. We actually have another question. Okay. Says, Can I ask a question? What do my guides want me to see? Hey, Kimberly, this is one of my regulars. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about this a lot. Um, your guides want you to follow through and without needing to either fail or succeed. There's this lens that you put a lot of things on that are important to you where it's like either black or white, like I'm only 100% or 0%. You have to break through that in order to 
in order to appreciate what you've got going on right now, because there's a lot unfolding, a lot changing, everything's shifting. And remember what we were talking about with that business venture? Like, yo, what's up with that? You got to get back on that. You're so, you're, you're so like, well, this isn't working. So I might as well just let it all go. That is, that is the self-sabotage that's getting in the way. Awesome. That's, I think it's great advice too. You know, a lot of us always get in our own ways. Our own head can be our own worst enemy. You know, Jacqueline actually said, she says, I do pray and thank you. I'm in tears. Jacqueline, oh. don't, don't cry. This is good oh. stuff. This is good information. Well, we can help Jacqueline. You know, and, and I'm glad that we were here to facilitate that for you. I, I personally didn't see anything because I'm not a seer, but you know, that's why we have people here to help. But you know, one thing I, I wanted to ask you guys as well is since we're right. going to be talking about entities, right. what do you feel or your theory, because it's always a theory, right. is the reason that these entities either appear, stay behind, or do they come back? You know, what is your take on it? And I'd like both of you to answer that question, please. You could flip that around and say, why are we here? Because what my guides were actually telling me yesterday to bring onto this show is to address the illusion of I'm here, I'm alive, and this person is dead, so they're a ghost or they're this other kind of entity. Many of them have been embodied multiple, multiple times before. And when we pass on, you know, we're going to be in their boat, so to speak. And so, yeah, what was, what did they want to say about that? What can you ask it again? The last part. Sure. No, sure. Uh, why do you, what, what do you think? Um, uh, just put it like maybe in a different way is what, why do you think that they come back to us or what are they, are they left behind? Do they come from home and come back here to speak to us? You know, what, what, what is your theory on how, how or why they're here? It depends on the person. It depends on the individual, what they need to see, what they need to experience. And a lot of times, even when we judge something as dark, that experience itself is a blessing in disguise. You know, looking back when I was fresh in my illness and I was cursing the world and I was wanting to die, really, um, that was a different space, but it was the same experience. Now, looking back on it, seeing it from a higher perspective, I realize now that all blessings are curses and curses are blessings. They are one and the same. They're just words that we use for what we think or we feel or we experience is either working or not. And there's this tendency of humanity to just want to kind of like fit, fit experiences into the definitions we give them and to be like, this is that, this is this. And at a certain level, we need that to function in the three-dimensional world, but there is no such thing as that in spirit at that level or dimension. And at that level or dimension, there isn't much of a distinction between our souls and the souls of, of disembodied people or dead people, depending on their particular circumstance. You know, well, sometimes I, sh I, I should say some ghosts, some human ghosts in property or, you know, sometimes haunting people are not necessarily the whole soul. They're aspects of the soul, especially the ego. So if a person moves on and they feel like, I, I didn't do what I needed to do. That aspect can stick to 
that particular location, that particular concept or person that's related to that kind of energy. And until they let go, they're going to be kind of disembodied in that way. And that's why they can kind of like come in and then disappear and then reappear, go through walls and all sorts of crazy stuff because they are just barely physical, just barely like 0.00001% physically manifest. That's why paranormal investigators can go into spaces with equipment and it can pick them up because that equipment is picking up three dimensional 3d stuff because there is some sort of residue, I guess you can say. Like when the vibration goes out, it, it sometimes resonates in this plane also, but a lot of times it won't. So there's a wide variety. There isn't really like one theory necessarily, but there's a, there's a map that one could draw out if they spent 100,000 lifetimes doing it. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely fascinating. fascinating. Definitely, definitely fascinating. fascinating. Your, your turn, Lily. So I have like three three things. So one is I think some ghosts actually are on the other side. They're safely there and they come periodically to give us information or to give us a message or to warn us. I, I've heard of so many stories like that. The other thing is then there's the people who've never somehow made it to the light because they kind of got lost or they're a little in shock that they're dead. And they just need a push. They need usually a lot of them will find a psychic, a medium or a seer that sees them. And the person gets sent to the light. I had a soldier in my hanging out in my hallway until finally I was getting a reading. And the woman's like, are you going to send that soldier on? And I said, you know, I said, I guess I could. He's just hanging out. I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I get so used to ghosts. I forget that they need help. So I thought, all right. So that, that night I, you know, put out the sage, called on Jesus Christ. I asked for his soul to go. And I have not heard from him since. So there's that. Um, but then there's the, the other type of entity, which I know Sky's talking about, where um, I had not seen black shadows, black entities, nothing until one day, this was like three years ago, I was out in my backyard and I, we had a beautiful backyard with a clothesline. I was putting out laundry and this black cloud tried to come near the house. And my mother and I both pray and meditate twice a day. She's prayed like eight hours at a time. I mean, that's just how long she goes for it. Um, that builds up a vibration of love and an energy. The thing couldn't come near the house. It kept trying and it would fly, sort of fly off. And it kept trying and I was like, I was in shock. I was just staring at it, frightened to death. And I thought, this is ridiculous. So I started to pray and I asked for the energy to move away. And it did. It, that's how it moved away. But it scared the living light out of me. Because it was just, it looked like this, it almost looked like the face of it. It had no face. And it just looked like complete blackness. Hmm. And it just—it's the the feeling that overcame with it. We had such sadness and such pain, and I was I was just blown away. Sometimes That's, it's collections of souls too. Yeah, yeah. Like pockets, you would say. Like certain areas hold like pockets, or is there like a portal that opens up and they come through it at that point? Anything is possible. I mean, you've seen these shows. It, that's certainly possible. If, if people are doing good things in a good way, it draws good energy and people feel great there. People come to our house, they don't want to leave. And I'm like, come on, people get out, you know? Um, but then, then you'll have places where people can't even stand to go in there because of what's happened there. You know, um, I've seen paranormal shows where dogs wouldn't stay in a certain room and it's because they had done satanic rituals or they had hurt people and they pick up that energy and they won't go in there at all. They're that's just that sensitive. I mean, 
that there's there's so many aspects you know to to being able to see these things now what now we're going to get into more of like the what types of entities are out there and how do we approach each one properly so i mean i know i know sky had some uh we talked about a little bit of the different kinds but how, what is the the uh the i want to say the right way to really approach certain entities that may not look you know, as they are of the light, but of the dark or, and then we'll regress back to the, the light type of energies. Sure. Okay. So first of all, you have to ask yourself, why would you want to approach an entity like that? Yeah. Because when we lose our bearing or we're bored, there's a lot of that perspective with people out there, or I guess bored isn't the best word, but curious as well like curiosity killed the cat so to speak so if you go out into nature and you find a mysterious blob of a creature do you poke it with a stick there's always those people that do that um so i might, <laughs> I might. it's it's understandable um so you have to you have to introspect on that if that's something that you're into um but with me in my life it's been just a lack of a lack of knowing what the hell it is I'm actually getting myself into. And I have an interesting story about that. It's not necessarily about a dark entity, so to speak, but it's dark energy surrounding, um, you know, somebody that had a difficulty moving on. And at that time, like Lily, when you were telling your story just to go, that popped up for me. Um, I was seeing a girl and I've told you, you guys this both off camera before this show. Um, I was seeing this girl a couple of years back and uh, we were traveling around and we were staying at this motel for the evening and everything was fine. I took a shower, got out of the shower, dried myself off, sat down in the bed and I just felt so sick, so, so grossly sick. And it was like, it was like this freezing cold temperature was getting to the core, was getting to the marrow in my bones, like the deepest, deepest, deepest part of my body. And I couldn't understand because I would feel my feet, I would feel my hands. They were warm from the shower and it just felt like freezing and sick at the same time, just like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? So the first thing that I said out of my mouth to this gal, she's um, she's got abilities too, was there's somebody here, isn't there? And she was like, yeah, I didn't say anything about him. So. We decided that night before we were going to bed to do our own meditations. So she was doing her meditation over here and I was doing my meditation over here. And as I was going through my meditation and I was um, trying to help him out, I kind of overstepped my boundary without realizing it. I said something along the lines to him, your family is on the other side. You can, you can choose love and light if you want to. All you have to do is make that step. I can help you. You need like, and so with this power, you know, in that, in that connection, it was really overstepping his boundary. He didn't like that. He wasn't ready for himself. And with how I was ushering this energy into the room, into the space and with him and the connection there without realizing it, I was opening that up before he was ready for it. And so what happened was he rushed into the bathroom and slammed the door. And both of us just just like startled from the middle of our uh, from the middle of our our sessions, and that door was rock solid, like the knob was solid, like 
and there was no way to lock this door like at all in this in this motel and she looks at me and she's like you shouldn't open that door he says that if you do that he's gonna rush onto you he's gonna attack you and i was like oh my gosh so that set the precedent for that night this dude really really did not like what i was about because i came in rushing you know like a really happy-go-lucky dog and like licking your face before even asking like hey how's it going you know without realizing it so the first thing you have to do i would say is know the atmosphere of the room mm -hmm. feel into it and um you know <laughs> stay in your own lane i guess for the time being <laughs> stay until, in your own lane like yeah that. it's uh, true it's true. If people took that advice more, it would be beneficial uh, in every aspect of life. Stay in your not lane. Just with dead people, living people too. <laughs> right, right. I actually have a surprise for you guys, really quick. There's somebody okay. who really wants to say hello. We're gonna okay. add her. Hey, Melinda. Hey, really? How are you? Good. Yep, I was trying to get on real quick. I wanted to say hi to you guys, and um, it's awesome that you're on with Rob. Rob's really a great, amazing person. So. Thank you so much for the introduction. We appreciate it. Yeah, nice meeting you. Uh, nice meeting you, Sky. So, Melinda, now that you're here, um, you know, you're only here for a couple of minutes, but, you know, the, the, it's been a great show so far. We've gotten a lot of great information from them. Is there anything that you'd like to add to what we're talking about? I'm sure you're listening. Yes, I have been listening here and there because uh, I was our, I was a guest on another uh, area. But anyway, um that's a lot of stuff that I do is rescue mediumship. And um, so I know a lot of times like, cause I have my own paranormal team and we go out and we do um, a lot of investigations and stuff. And so I'm the one that handles like the, um, I, what I call earthbound spirits mm -hmm. and they become earthbound because of usually they've been murdered or they um, died suddenly like in an accident or just felt of a heart attack, you know, just something suddenly or tragically. And yeah. the one thing that I have encountered is that a lot of times they do not, they don't know that they have passed. Yeah. And so that's one of the biggest things is that they have, they don't really realize they've passed. Mm -hmm. And so the process that I go through with a spirit that is earthbound is, you know, I sit down, and I actually sit down and I treat them like they're right there with me, you know, uh, just like you or Rob or any Sky, any either one of you guys. And I talk to them like I talk to you guys right now. And then finally, once I get, you have to show respect to them. Yeah. And, and if there's no respect, then no, they're not going to want to talk to you if they think that you're thinking this is a game. Because a lot of times that's what some of the spirits have told me that, you know, I've had other people that can see me and talk to me and they think this is a game. And and they're like, you know, they didn't care about what happened to me or and that's basically what I do. I let them tell me what happened, what they remember. And then, you know, I go into the process of letting them know, well, you did pass and, you know, we need to get you through the light. And usually every time I've done that, they've usually went. So. You know, just listening to you guys, I just wanted to pop in and say hi and just let you know what, you know, that's the process that I do. And yeah. I do those a lot. Yeah, there's one thing I want to add with this. So there's also, it's really important to honor cultural traditions. Okay. So I'll give you an example. When my father passed, when he lived here in New York, um, we went to India that summer to do a spirit, a special site, a special spiritual kind of ritual. 
until we did it, it was six weeks that me and my sister went. I was 17. She was 13. We were sick as a dog. And we could not keep food down. We were had diarrhea. I mean, it was the worst, right? We've never been this sick. Week six, when we finally do the ceremony, right? We go to Tharakeshar, we do the ceremony. Suddenly, our symptoms go away. And me and my sister are fine. And my mother was just like, what the hell? I should have done this right away. Like, I didn't realize you were going to be so affected. So sometimes there's something to these cultural practices. And people really shouldn't make fun of them because there's something to it that honors the spirit on the other side. And they get something out of it and they release a blessing and somehow people here are being affected, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm native American. And so, you know, we have our way and, um, and that is something that I've noticed too. If, if yeah. someone in my family has passed and if we delay the ceremony or anything like that, then that spirit is in limbo. They're, they're earthbound. And so, and until you can complete the process that they're wanting, yeah. then they will not go through, they will not cross over. That's incredible. Sky, have you ever, in, have you ever come in contact with a spirit that doesn't know that it has passed yet? This same dude that I learned the hard way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not to talk to you. Yeah. And he followed us through because we actually moved down about five or six different uh rooms and obviously that wasn't a challenge for him just pass on through but he he really was picking at me the whole night and my heart was palpating wow and i was getting kind of freaked out um but yeah looking back melinda that's exactly what the situation was he like how would you feel if someone just barged into your your house and was just like hey you can leave if you want to over here is better. It's all great and everything. Right, right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah, that and that's what I was saying. I what I call it is I counsel them. Yeah. You know, I let them have their say. I let them explain what they remember. Um, I ask if there's any messages they want me to deliver to someone for them. I mean, I really make it personal, and yeah. then then they start calming down and they're taking in what's happened. And yeah. once you go through all that process and you're showing them that you're sincere and you're there to really help them, then they usually would cross over without any problem. Excellent. Now, guys, also, if anybody wants to hear more of this at a later time, on October 30th, All Hallows Eve, we are doing a six-hour event uh, on another network that I am a part of. But if you follow Full Spectrum Universe, you'll be able to get it as well. And it'll be all four of us from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this is only a slight preview of what we're, you know, we're going to have some really incredible conversations then too. And Melinda, I just want to thank you for stopping in and saying hi. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And it's always a pleasure to see you, of course. Melinda is one of my, you know, she's she's one of my best friends and one of my, we, we are a team, me and Melinda. So it's always it's always great to see you, Melinda. Nice. Well, Rob, you know, I feel the same way. And, you know, um, you're you're my best friend, Rob. I'll just there put you it go. You're my best <laughs> friend. And uh, but I, I adore Lily. And uh, this is my first time meeting Sky. So um, so hopefully I'll get to know more about you, Sky. And we can that sometime. Yeah, All right, guys, I've got another live I've got to go do or I would stay around. <laughs> Melinda is always busy. She's always on the road. <laughs> always. Get him, Melinda, get him. That's, That's it. Nice. You know what? Let's go. Go and get them. That's exactly. what you got to do. Stay All busy. All right, guys. 
All right. See you later. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Love you, Love you too, Belinda. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. She's so funny. Oh, I love Melinda to death. She's awesome. Love her to pieces. Yeah. So, so Leah, let's get back to my interrogation of you two. Okay. So, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, so let's go into the next type of spirit. We've talked about ones that were maybe earthbound and or didn't know that they had passed. Right. In, in, your, uh, in your experiences, what was some of like, what was the wildest experience you've ever had with an entity? Oh boy! Oh. Yep, yep. We're getting it. We're going there. We're going there. You know that's close to us because my parents have a great story. My parents have the best. My parents were new immigrants. They were in England. They were renting spaces, and they're both Indian, as you know. I'm Indian. Um, so at that time, the prejudice was really high. So it was hard for them to get a space. Well, they got a space. They got an apartment, and they both instantly felt uneasy. They would see this literally this ghost that rushed past their bedroom. Um, past the bed and when when one of them was in the room and the other one wasn't and then one night it happened when the two of them were there and they were out before the month was up oh, and the wow. landlord couldn't keep people in that in that room and this is why the spirit that was there clearly wanted no one there but that to me is the wildest because that is have, crazy yeah it's nuts you figure that they're looking like they both saw it by themselves and they're like, yeah, yeah. They tell the other one and they're like, okay, right. maybe it's just something, you know, you ate, you right. know, you're tired. Then they see it right. together. They look at each other. They go, did you see that? Did you see that? Sure as okay, shit them. I did. I they're like, oh, okay. All right. Time we're to done. go. That's just, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Sky, your so turn. Oh, oh, sorry, Lily. Sorry. Did no, I cut you off? No, that's okay. That's that's probably the freakiest I said. Oh, what I I saw their expression as you're saying that and knowing your or not knowing your dad, Lily, but picking right. up on him, I feel like he'd be a hard guy to kind of convince. No, but it was like to, woo, Yeah, know? just to have him like looking and then face yeah. each other, you know. Oh, it's it. like I saw the same thing. Montage. Did you see that? Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Out of here. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Are you kidding me? Uh, if I I've never been in an investigation in my life. If I was to go in, I would bring a change of drawers. I'm telling you right now. Would, <laughs> telling you right now. That's not even a joke. That's the most important item. That's a fact. Just no, in case, no. you know? Yeah, you gotta be oh, yeah. So I've got, I guess, two different stories. One of them is, well, both of them are amazing. One of them was with like a living person, but they so I'll save that for for after this one because that one's more lighthearted. It's okay. a feel good story. This one is a little bit like whoa drama. So, <laughs> whoa. Back in the day when I was in college, before I had kind of my spiritual awakening, I was dating this Japanese girl, and we had reserved our vacation, like our spring vacation, to Yellowstone National Park. Now. Yellowstone Park is about 10, 15 minute drive from, what was the name of the city? Um, Keystone, South Dakota. One of the most haunted, if not the most haunted cities on, or on the face of the United States. Wow. We're in the United States. Okay. And so I like to drive. So we drove from, I'm, I'm in Minnesota here. We drove all the way from central Minnesota, all the way there in one shot it was like an eight hour drive or so but I, I didn't mind it by the time we arrived 
it was already dark and we were winding down this one road. Now I should tell you, we went on the off season. Most people don't go there. So this is a dinky little town and you know, hardly anybody was there at the time, but we were, she was asleep next to me and we were winding down this road. I saw the sign past me. It said, Holy terror lane. I was like, okay, that's inviting. So we're driving, driving, driving. There's the moon out. You know, there's these really, really tall trees. It's in the middle of wilderness, right? And um, we're winding down and she just wakes up out of a dead sleep. She looks at me and she's like, are we here? And I was like, yeah, it looks like we're here. We come in, we park at this, um, or in the parking lot. There's this deer. There's just this deer standing there. It's not phased one bit. It's got this glossy look over its eyes. Like you can go like. Did you freeze? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. He may come back. We'll see. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> you know what it is? You know, I, I find out that when you, when people with your abilities tend to use computers and things like that, yes, they, they tend to, you know, not, you know, it's funny too, because I was talking to Melinda once and she said a spirit passed through her computer and the thing went, when I tell you that this screen went green all up and down. And side to side, I've never seen that in a, in a webcam in my life. Yeah. And this is what happened. Have you had any experiences with that? Like where it messes up yeah. all of your electronics? Yeah. That's crazy. That's I've crazy. had it where we've turned the TV off and we come back in the next morning and the TV's on. And I'm like, who turned the TV on? Yeah, no. It's nuts. That's insane. That's it insane. Is insane. Because it's like, who did it? You know? What, yeah. Where do you go? He'll come back. Once he comes back on, after a couple of minutes of being inactive, it'll drop you out of the stream. That's all right, though. We'll, he'll come back. I'm sure it's just a little glitch in, a glitch in the matrix, that we say. You know? So, so, you know, now that we've gone over these specific types of entities, you know, what is your best way to maybe rid an entity of a house or, you know, interact with this entity to tell it, okay, let's go to the light now, you know? There's a couple of ways to do that. So, and if you've watched Paranormal State, some of them show you this because, and, I, and I've and i learned a lot from them actually. So one is you call a priest of any denomination and they come and they bless the house. Two is to put up an actual cross in the house or uh, any kind of spiritual, you know, icon of any faith. So for like the Hindus, it would be an, uh, the goddess, you know, Kali or Durga or Krishna. Um, just doing that can sometimes drive the spirit away. But the other thing that I've seen a lot of people do, the Native Americans have this thing called sage, and then we've got incense. So if you can't get a hold of sage, use the incense, for God's sakes. And go all around the house, and I've done this, go all around the house, and when you feel like there's just too many spirits just bothering you, and say, in the name of the Lord and Jesus Christ, I command you to leave. And basically the energy gets depleted, and all the excess transient goes anyone who's there any energy that's there any passing energy it just leaves and the house feels really refreshed it feels clean and it feels safe the other thing you can do is those people who use large crystals and i mean large i'm talking like big like by, like a foot by a foot i've um, seen a lot of big ones real big well, ones i have big ones in my bedroom and there's a reason for that because i don't want people coming near me so i have one now on my on my bedside i have one in the corner I have one downstairs in the living room where, where I do readings and I find the energy, it lightens the energy, it cleans it. And then at the same time, it protects me. Um, they just don't come near me. That, I, I mean, yeah. I definitely, I, I, you know, it's definitely good to protect yourself with that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
what ha, have you had a lot of experience in like a paranormal investigational setting or is it just more I of like I love to go but I have not no so why don't you explain to the people the majority of the work that you do for so people most of the work we do is we're doing readings or we're doing Facebook lives we do this all the time we go on every day Sky and I and he and I do a show on Wednesdays where we do it together and we'll do readings where people will ask us they'll pay Occasionally, somebody will say, you know, so-and-so passed. Can I get a message for so-and-so? We prefer not to do it on the lives. It's very hard to concentrate on one person's energy when you've got 20 other people there. Mm -hmm. um, get the message coming through from the spirit. Um, so we, tr we try to send them to a private setting. But what I do or what Sky has done is we just ask for the photo, the name, and then pretty much you're concentrating on the energy and then you start to pick up information. And you're getting images, you're getting information, you're feeling something, you're knowing something, you're sensing something, you're hearing something. And that all of that information is a message for the person. And then you, sh I share it back and the person then says, wow, you know, you're right. This person was really with me. They want confirmation that their loved one is with them. And usually when I'm able to sort of give them something that, not, you know, I wouldn't normally know, um, that's when they feel some sort of comfort. For the woman, I'll give you an example. The woman who had a, a husband that was, I felt was really young, like only 40 years old and he passed. I described the flowers on the casket. I said, I'm seeing dahlias. And I said, I'm seeing dahlias and yellow roses. And she said, that was on his casket. Hmm. So she just, she was blown away. And then I was, we were describing the relationship and then the relationship he had with the son. And so that's, that's type of, that's usually the type of the thing. And most people are looking for like a little guidance, like how would uncle Joe handle grandpa's will you know those types of things that's really what people are asking for you know i i, I tend to i i think you're right on the money with that you know with people yeah. it, it's it's difficult for me from an outside standpoint to say to people you know this is what it is this is that right. this is that right. because ultimately i'm not attuned like you guys are so i like to ask that of everybody is that and and you know what is your theory of what's really going on because for me personally, you know, I like to, I like to think of myself as sort of sensitive, yeah. but not in a way that's, uh, you know, not know what, you know, it's 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 different for me. Okay. I feel it. I don't I don't see it like you guys do. We yeah. actually have Sky coming back in. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm back. Woo! Hi. What happened, bud? What happened? Uh, Lily, you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> More interference? Are you serious? Yeah, it just cut oh. out. Oh my right lord! In, right in the middle of my story. Maybe they didn't want that part of the story to be told. Maybe. That's wild. That's it's wild. a wild story. It's a good story. It's too bad. Maybe I was taking too long. All right. I don't think you were tell, taking tell, too long. Tell, but... tell the lighthearted. Okay. Tell the yeah, lighthearted. Okay. You so, tell both stories. Forget <laughs> it. We're, sure, not, we're not. Fine. We're not. We're not at the bay of anybody. Those spirits <laughs> can take a back seat. We're going to tell the story anyway, and if you don't like it, get out of my universe. You know what yeah. I mean? Boom. Yeah. Boom. All right. Boom. So we were in the parking lot with this weird kind of dazed deer. Yeah. So it had this kind of weird feeling, and it kind of wasn't just with the animals. It was with the people, too, because when we had checked in, put our luggage upstairs in our room at this hotel, it was like us and another couple. It was like four people four guests and then just the staff of the hotel and the staff of the bar next door. That was the extent of all the life in that probably 50 square mile 
Really. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we were really on the off season. It was, you know, she, she liked that the tickets were cheap. So. Okay. I didn't let her know that it was the most haunted place on earth. Cause so I was like, eh, what do you do? And I didn't really, um, I didn't really believe too much in that, or I didn't really focus too much. And I'm going to take my glasses off because of the glare. Um, so we settled down for the evening and she fell asleep first. I took a little bit longer. I was kind of dinking around on my, uh, on my device or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to lay my eyes down. So I got in bed, snuggled all up. Everything was perfectly fine. I was starting to just drift off. And you know, when you're halfway asleep and halfway awake still, you're kind of like, okay, any moment now, I won't remember when I fall asleep, I'll wake up the next morning. It'll be like, boom, like that. Right at that moment, I felt five digits wrap around my ankle, my left ankle. Oh my God. And I felt like a zing of electricity going through my entire body. Um, it was like static, but like way stronger than static electricity. It's like you take 25 balloons and, and then go like that. And I just like my eyes went totally open. And I was just like, holy cow, my heart started beating because you could feel every digit like that. And it was kind of cold. You know? And so I was like, okay, all right. And at that time, I wasn't, you know, into that kind of thing. And I was like, Jesus, all right. So what do I do here? And like my mind was starting to race. And then I could hear like shuffling about the room and I could feel the covers, the comforter kind of sliding around over my feet a little bit, my legs. And I was just like, Oh my God. So I had the courage to open my eyes up, look down at the foot of my bed. And I saw the covers kind of move and shuffle a little bit. And I immediately squeezed my eyes tight and I was like, all right, okay. There's a ghost here. They're trying to contact me. I just want to go to bed. I just want to sleep. I just want to, you know, I was driving for like eight, nine hours. I was zonked. I know, yeah. Like, oh, not now. And we're in the middle of nowhere with these weird people and this weird deer or whatever. My girl's asleep. I don't want to wake her up and be like, hey, darling, you know, there's kind of a ghost happening right now. So just to let you know, I don't want to be that guy, you know. So um, I just like, I was just like, all right, we're going to go to sleep. We're going to go to bed. We're going to fall asleep here. And I felt that presence kind of leave a little bit. Mm. But a couple minutes goes by, I feel a different presence enter the room. And oh. this is not feeling so good. This feels tall and like condescend or not condescending, but like checking me out and be like, who are you? I mustered the courage again to open my eyes a little bit at the foot of the bed. This time there was this six three six two shadow standing right there, big 10 gallon cowboy hat with his arms folded like that. Just kind of like looking at me like, you don't belong here, buckaroo. It, it was definitely like looking back in retrospect, I definitely know what that was about. There, there was this guy here who had died in the 1860s or so during the gold rush. He didn't know he was dead, like Melinda says. And his gold was buried in the vicinity we'll just say that i won't say exactly where it is i know where it is he doesn't want me to say that but you know it was it's there and um so i was just like holy cow so i closed my eyes waited for him to leave i got out of bed turned a light on <laughs> and then i actually left her there with the door open a little bit 
and I went down because we were real, we were on the top story. We went down the staircase, and I like made a beeline straight for this desk receptionist, and I just looked right at her, and I and I pointed at her, and I said, "Yes or no? Is this place haunted?" And she went, "Well, <laughs> oh God." Sometimes, you know, the oh, housekeepers talk maybe. about Bob or whatever, whatever, but he's okay. He doesn't hurt anybody. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then they were letting me know there's a huge natural deposit of quartz right underneath where our room was situated. And there was an old cellar that was built. The foundation was built right on top of that initial deposit which held the foundation for the original property because it was a hotel that was built on top of whatever original property had stood there. So I know that in retrospect now, but generally what had happened was to kind of you know wrap it up. Um, I went back upstairs, I tried going back to bed, but I couldn't and she eventually woke up because she could sense my fidgetiness. She looks at me and she's like, what's the matter? I was like, nothing, <laughs> nothing's the matter. Just go to bed. She's like, something clearly is the matter. And so I told her, what I just experienced. And now she's like wide awake and she's freaking out too. At this time, when we're both up, we start hearing knocks on the walls and furniture start to shuffle and move around and stuff. Just little like that kind of, or like that kind of stuff all over the whole room. So we get up, we start like debating this and that starts arguing a little bit. There's a funny side to this story. I just remembered. So we're like in the middle of this like kind of argument where she's like, we got to get out of here. I want to get out of here. I'm like, baby, you know, like they're, they're, we're in the middle of nowhere and we don't have reservations anywhere. And I'm so tired. And it's like three o'clock in the morning. I don't want to go anywhere. And at that time I heard like this behind her. So I look at her and I'm like, did you just pass gas? And she was like, no. And I was like, all right, we're getting out of here. So we packed up. And we just like made a beeline for the for the car. The um, the receptionist was like following us the whole way. She's like, "We're so sorry. We'll accommodate you somewhere else," because they couldn't refund us the ticket at all or the um, the reservation. They're like, "We'll move you down the hall. We'll go somewhere else." He's really not going to bother you. I was like, "If this really is a ghost, like, what is moving down the hall going to do? Like, yeah. is he going to come out and be like, hey, I, that dude's over there?'" And so we eventually like drove it was like some crazy distance was like an hour and a half away was the nearest uh town we got there at like six o'clock in the morning went to bed had to drive all the way back go through that town again just to visit mount rushmore and that was uh that was an interesting little story there <laughs> but then in, in in retrospect you know channeling it back and also um, learning through a few psychic mentors along the years when they channeled that experience and were there and looking at it in their mind's eye with me in, we, we now know that that dude there did not want anybody discovering his gold, his stash, his property. It's understandable. Like he didn't know he was dead at all. Like 0% inclination whatsoever. And right. we were imposing on his place, you know, it's yeah. like, who the hell are these people showing up? And, you know, at that time it was a different time. They didn't, you know, especially white men that would come in to settle weren't exactly the nicest dudes to the native population around there. And I was dating a Japanese woman who looks very similar to the native people that live there. Um, and there was something else too about that that I was going to bring up. Um, 
anyway, that 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 crazy that that story was 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 interesting. Um, even going back, and I remember here and there what it was uh, like in that situation. Yeah, yeah. The one question I have for you, Sky, is uh, did did your abilities change in any way while you were living abroad? I don't want to say they changed, but it's more along the lines of we come into alignment with ourselves. We have we we have our faculties, right? Like we have our bodies, we have our minds. We are not our bodies or our minds. We have them. That's why when we pass on, we give back the loan to nature, our bodies. We give back the lump of, of impressions that we've gotten over the years with our mind and our psyche. We leave that behind because that was the life that we had then. It served its purpose and it's not all of who we are. Like we, we transcend to those other realms. Um, but, uh, oh, that I remember what I was going to say with this story. So there was this, um, this friend of mine who's also a psychic medium. She had told me when I first told her this story that she got the feeling, and I know this now too, this is true, that this, this five digits around my ankle grabbing me was a Native American woman trying to warn me of this dude coming on his property, trying to say, hey, look, you guys should like yeah. look out for this guy. Right. Held because, you back a little bit, grabbed you, stop. Well, stop. to wait, to, it was gentle. It was very, very gentle. You could still feel it every digit, but it was soft and it was nurturing and it was feminine. So very different feeling from the, the dark mass that came at the foot of the bed with his arms crossed. Like they're just polar opposite kind of, kind of energies. So that was um, my, one of the craziest stories that I, that I have. Um, another crazy story in a good way happened not too long ago. I want to say it was maybe three or four years ago. I was mailing a package in the post office abroad overseas. And there was this big long line and you know, the post office, right? Like it's not exactly the most fun place to be. Oh, it sucks. sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. And the, the employees, you know, weren't exactly having their, their best days either. And so it comes to my turn and I get there and obviously, you know, things aren't going right and i'm getting frustrated she's getting frustrated and i'm getting a little bit you know not the nicest and she's getting a little bit not the nicest so we're mirroring each other all of a sudden in the middle of this this gentleman out of nowhere just steps through and you can instantly feel the energy shift and change it's like he has this amazing aura about him of this sweetness of this love of this compassion of this understanding and he looks at me totally unfazed by my current state of frustration and anger. And he just, I, I, I always remember this. And he's like, you know, he looks at me and he's like, you know, you could try this here and there. And this is a way that you can get around it. It's really easy. And I hope you're having a great day. And he just like said stuff like that. And I was just it like melted immediately. All of that just melted out of me, that frustration, that anger. And it, and it transpired to her as well. Like it, it caught on to her as well. And she just started smiling and we felt lighter and more free. And he left just as soon as he came in. And now looking back on that, that was an angel. Yeah. That was a full bred angel that I met who is yeah. there to teach us all something. And the entire atmosphere of the, of that particular location just changed in an instant. It was so awesome. It just felt so good. I can remember how that feels now, but they want us to know that that energy is available to us. You don't have to be an angel 
to to pass that along that that's within us if i'm capable of being that mean and nasty i'm also capable of being that sweet and loving and accommodating and understanding and compassionate and guys that was, are you guys ready to do a live reading yes we are we got somebody in the lobby that are about to come in and you guys get to see it face to face one of the best ways to do these readings because you get to see their reactions okay. so we have Kiani, Kiani, can you see us? Can you hear us? How are you? Good. How are you? Very Hi. good. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for coming in. Hi. Hey. Uh, I'm going to be quiet now and let them do their thing. <laughs> I, now this is where I get to sit back with my coffee and my vape and just hang out. Go ahead. How can we help, Kiani? Uh, I, I don't know. I just like this stuff. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a question or a concern? Um. Cantaloupe. Uh, just go. Just go. Cantaloupe came up. I have no idea. Somebody what about was. melon or like the orange melon, you know. Like I'm uh, seeing like a picnic table and like cantaloupe, and it's like this memory of something. Like I feel like you're kind of young with this. Five or six years old. I feel like this is a relative. Did you guys have like conventions and stuff a lot as a kid? Like. Um, eating outside, barbecues, getting together, family kind of stuff? Um, maybe not a whole lot, but there's a lot about my childhood that I really don't remember at all. There's a lot of blank spaces. Yeah. Uh, you have like an aunt coming through. I don't want to give out a name. But... Okay. I probably know who that is. Is it E? Does she have a name with E? Uh, there's an E in her name. Because I got like Edna right away. That's kind of an old name, but I, I'm not sure what that's about. But I got like an aunt coming okay. through who wants to talk about these conventions and everything. Oh. It's like there were like balloons. There's like a red balloon that was like let go of and it like went up. You might remember that. Whoa. Actually, can I tell you something? Go for it. Um, I have this memory when I was little that I drowned in a pool in Ohio. Nobody else remembers this. Nobody that I was with. Nobody that I remember, they all say it never happened. They never had a pool. And I told them I felt like I was a red balloon lifting up into the sky Holy and I was floating shit. away. Holy shit. That was true. It happened. Yeah. I remember it in detail, but nobody, like nobody, nobody remembers it. Yeah. I feel wow. like you, you, I feel like. I don't want to freak you out or anything, but I feel like you've skipped timelines. Like you were given a second shot. You okay. were getting a second chance at life because it was not your time at all. It was not your time. So that's why there's a lot of gaps there. There's, well, there's other reasons too. Yeah. Um, but again, like, just like with ghosts, we're the same too. We need to take it one step at a time with understanding going back there uh, have you ever done a soul retrieval i don't know what that is look up online sandra ingerman okay. soul retrieval do i have that book no i have uh, one book by her there um that would really yeah. help find a local shaman or find yeah. a local healer, somebody that you really align with i don't know if you have do you have native blood in you i feel like um. My dad said that we do, but I don't know of, of what, though. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Find a medicine man. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So what soul retrieval is really briefly, it's when you have experiences and you leave a little piece of yourself behind with either people or places. And so what, what Sky's asking you to do is he's asking you to bring back all that energy from the different places and stuff so you feel more whole and coherent. Oh my God, that answers like so many questions yeah. that I've asked throughout my whole life. Like, yeah. why is all of this missing? I don't understand why I don't feel complete so, or whole. So your parents didn't answer questions to you and they're, they're split, correct? Uh, they, yes. They okay. Are. And so mom tends to hide behind lies a lot and dad just sort of pretends like everything's okay? Um, that's probably true. That's yeah. Or at least it was. I don't know so much now, but it was for a large part of my life. Yeah. So they don't know how to answer some of the difficult questions. Like, they needed more sophistication to kind of raise you, and they just didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. There's layers to this. Yeah. Oh, I feel feel like there's a relative of yours, like a brother or somebody who seems like a brother, who really has a lot of beef, a lot of hatred and anger and bitterness surrounding your dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a brother of mine or his? Could be either. I f- when you ask that, I feel like it's his. Okay. Because yeah. he does have a brother that passed away a long time ago, but I don't know him. Like, I don't remember him at all. Okay. Mm. The soul retrieval is going to help loads. And those memories are going to come back little by little. If right. you were watching earlier on the broadcast, that I had that suggestion for that one gal with the two... Uh, candles on her altar. If you have an altar of some sort or some sort of sacred place that you can pray to or put like pictures from your childhood that are, are yeah. sweet memories that you do have or, or just things that, that represent your life path so far for you that are positive and are reaffirming, uh, do that and, 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 and light those candles and pray or meditate or, or ask your guides and your, your soul family your ancestors to help you out. Crack a window open a little bit too at night because I feel like you wake up from nightmares sometimes. I, when I sleep in my bed, which I don't a lot anymore because I have this thing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my bed vibrates from time to time. Like someone's sitting up or getting up or something. Yeah. I don't ever feel like they're there to hurt me, but they're always there. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they want to connect with you. That freaks me out. That's awesome. That's contact, awesome. Contact either me or Lily later. We can we can yeah. out with that. There's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. Know. You're Absolutely. on the right path. You are very well protected. You have a very strong, very, very strong soul family. That's what people keep telling me. That keeps coming up a lot. You have Mongol warriors behind you like I do too. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. This guy needs the warriors because Sky pisses people off. <laughs> but um, I don't know if I can put any childhood pictures up, though. I grew up in a very uh, scary place. Yeah. Like it's torn down now, but even just having pictures of that ground on my phone so can you with my soul. Draw, draw yourself. Draw yourself and put yourself in, in the, between the two candles and okay. see what happens. See what happens because you have to trust your eyes. It's going to show you. Awesome. Thank you, Kiani, for coming in. We have Jacqueline coming in now. Okay. So I, I appreciate you, and uh, hopefully, you remain listening to the uh, Full Spectrum Universe and, and get definitely get in contact with them. We're going to put up all their information later so you can follow them as well. 
Okay. So uh, it was a pleasure having you on and have a great night. We actually Thanks. have a backup going on now. There's a couple people coming in. Thank you so much, know. guys. That was so awesome. Thank You're you, welcome. Kiani. Thank you. All right. You guys ready for Jacqueline? Yeah. Ready. Jacqueline, Hi, how are you? Hey. How are you? Welcome Great. to Full Spectrum Universe. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. This is actually the first time I ever saw this, and I'm glad I did tune into your channel. It's it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So if, after this, please go to our YouTube page and support us and subscribe, please. Absolutely. We need all the help we can get. But I'll leave it to them now. Now is where I get to sit back. This is the okay. best. They, they do the work, and I just you know <laughs> reap the benefits in somewhat of a sense. So. <laughs> So how can we help? Well, I just, I really want to channel my mother. Um, I want to see if she has anything to say to me, anything to that nature. I'm going through a lot right now. So I just need a mother's love. And okay. I don't know. Bake cakes? I don't, I don't remember. Did you have like a I birthday? Did you have a birthday oh. lately? It was kind of lonely. Yes, my birthday was July 2nd. My birthday was July. Um, I didn't do anything. She baked you a cake for that day because you didn't do anything. She's like, give yourself that space to love yourself and honor yourself as those as she did when, when, when she was alive and the people around you. Like you, you always want to know what's there before you step. Mm -hmm. But where we're going at right now, like you've got so much love around you, where you step, no matter what decision you make, you're on the right path. You can't screw it up. You're so worried about screwing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you have any carnelian? Do you know what carnelian is? No. It's an mm -hmm. orange red stone and it would be really helpful for you it would kind of give you the joy back in your life. Cause I feel, I agree with Sky. I feel like you're so worried about the practical stuff. You've kind of forgot that you're alive and there's stuff to be grateful for. This yes, I'm so worried about the practical stuff that I stay stuck right. and I don't move. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to get out of now. Like I've been in, cooped up in my room, not to say, you know, we were in quarantine, but cooped up in my room, not doing anything. And it's like, I'm blocked. You're stuff. not blocked. See, that's the thing, you feel blocked. Yeah. But if you take the if you take the orange stone, and I feel like you need to cry. <laughs> yes, cry. I do. So let yourself cry. It's okay. You're you're gonna. It won't that's destroy you. It, you'll be fine. And that's the orange stone that Sky's holding up. And you could you know either put it on like a pendant or a ring or something. It yeah. would just bring you a lot of joy, and it would remind you to have the life that you need. But I feel like you know these birthdays. I just had a birthday. It was like this. The dumbest birthday ever. I mean, we had like a couple of phone calls and that was it. And I thought, okay, well, at least I had phone calls. At least I had people who love me. You have to kind of look at it in that way. You know, no, we couldn't go out. No, there wasn't any big gifts. That's okay. I, I have what I need. Okay. So I kind of feel like the same applies with you. I kind of feel like this is not going to stay like this forever. I promise. <laughs> this pandemic will be over, but we will be very different afterwards. Okay. Does that have you have these ideas, do them, try yeah. them. Right. Like with Etsy or something. No. Or some, um, some like, something like that. Um, Etsy, no. I haven't tried anything or thought of anything with Etsy. Not that I can remember. It's like I come up with these ideas and then they, I just don't write them down. So 
Okay. You let them go too quick. Yeah. Great ideas. You, I feel like Lily's saying, you feel like you're stuck, but you've got all this flow to you. There's a lot of flow. That's the proper word. So believe in yourself. It'll come fast, but you're so afraid of like, am I doing it the right way? Am I doing it the right way? Like let the path take you. You don't have to carve it out yourself because like, I feel like a lot of your childhood and early adulthood, you had to do that to survive, to get by not only like with money and things like that, but also emotionally, because there have been people that have hurt you pretty deeply and you have this tendency to kind of like approach everybody and everything with this, like, hold on a sec. I have this map for myself. And then if they fit into it, if they plug into it, then it's okay. So you're being challenged or you're being led to trust in love, trust in that path. Your mom is going to be there. She's going to, she's going to come to you when you let go, when, when you, when you cry, when you let it out, you're going to release that, what you've been holding onto, which isn't serving you. And that is the block to mom. Because like I was saying earlier, when, when we were channeling you is like that, Sometimes when we want it so bad and we want it so bad and we want it so bad, it, 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 we create the fog ourselves without realizing it. But no judgment because we're all human beings. We do this. Like it's visceral. It's, it's our experience here and now. It's a lot sometimes. Yeah. But you're really being well taken care of. Your mom is always with you. And whenever you're reminded of her on the radio, or I, I feel like she had a certain kind of perfume. You get little whiffs here and there. You said something about the radio. There's a certain song that comes on on the radio when I know that she's there. Um, mm. Just before you said the scent. Um, I'm not sure of any scent. That's going to come. That isn't yet. Okay. But when you, like embellish those moments. Yeah. Cherish those moments. Savor the moments. Don't just be like, oh, okay, whatever. And now what's my next task? Because you have a tendency to kind of do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where can I get the orange, orangeine? That's what it's called? Carnelian. Carnelian, okay. So you can get it at any gem shop, and eBay, Etsy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Okay. Just something to come fast. It's Maybe fast. that's what the Etsy was. You're going to go get yourself a stone. Right. Oh. Yeah. Ah, okay. And try, I want to just say one thing, and I'm not sensitive in any way, but try and be open to those experiences, like he says. You know, don't... Don't sit there uh, uh, kind of like if you smell something and like kind of be open to it. Cause if you block it out, you won't smell anything. You won't feel anything. Expand, sit there, meditate, center yourself, try and become one with the environment around you. And maybe those things will come out to you a little bit more. Okay. And it's okay to feel shitty. Sorry if I'm not. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're good. It's okay to feel that way. Yeah. It doesn't have to stick. Right. It isn't going to stick. Okay. We think it's going to stick. So that's what keeps us there. I am guilty of this just as, as much as anybody else. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you guys' help. Jacqueline, we so appreciate you. Thank you for coming on and letting them do that for you. Oh, awesome. Awesome. You know, (laughs) uh, we look forward to seeing you out there in the audience again, Jacqueline. Anytime we have them on, you're more than welcome to come on at any time. So thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Good night. Have, have a great, great night. night. All right. We got one more here. Okay. We have Laura. I think Laura's having an issue. Laura, can you hear us? 
Mm. Laura might be having problems with connection. Tech issues? Well, yeah, we'll wait for her to come back. I'm sure she'll make it back in there somehow. Okay. So, I mean, that was a couple of live readings. That was awesome. That balloon, the red balloon. And you know what's funny, Sky, is a lot of times that I'm on with a psychic, they talk about red balloons. It's like mm. it's something for me as well. It's wild. You know, That's the, weirdest the, the third person. Too. Yeah. The third me, person that said that. I had that in a dream and I have a dream journal. I A lot of people watching and listening right now, keep a dream journal next to your bed. A lot's coming through. This month of October, 2020 is super, super thin with the veil. So even if you don't have so-called abilities and all of that, and like it, you're going <laughs> to like, we're all human being. We, we're all human beings. We have, um, a lot of us have capabilities mm -hmm. and without even realizing it. And a lot is going to come through for us. And like she was saying earlier, like it's hard to jot it down or write it down or whatever. Go for it. Write it down. Process it later if it's too much. But um, that's what came up with Red Balloon. I had a dream with a red balloon that floated up as well. It must be significant in some way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, uh, maybe it's, it has some kind of profound meaning that uh, it eludes me in any way, shape, or form. But I think we have Laura coming back in. Laura, okay. can you hear us, Laura? Hmm. Laura's having an issue. Laura, try opening it up through Google. I'm just going to remove you from the stream. Let it load up. Sit there for a minute and let's see if it comes through. But, you know, I I totally... I, I, like I said to you when we were talking in our conference, you know, this conference with guests before they come on, you know, it's kind of like a gift and a curse. You know, this whole thing is like a gift and a curse. There's moments where you get to, you know, it's so beautiful when you help people, but there's also that, that maybe finding things out that you would rather not tell people and, or not mm -hmm. know of those people. So not with getting descriptive, but, have you had a lot of experiences like that? Or what are some of the most profound experiences that stand out to you that were sort of give and take, you know? You want to go Lily or I've got it's like every time, like almost all the time. Um, so I have been working on myself to, I ask my guides to help me be more graceful, be more tactful because I have, I've had a tendency all my life to be really like kind of harsh with how I say things. Um, and that's not always appropriate for every situation, every circumstance. You have to be compassionate towards one another. And that really stems from me being that harsh with myself. So any behavior that you're receiving from other people like that, just have to realize that they are going through that themselves and they wouldn't have that to give if that wasn't what they were experiencing within them too. So um, a lot of times, well, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Well, maybe I can. Um, there was one client uh, who got past my radar a little bit. And um, there was some real funky, nasty mojo going on. And it was very subversive. It was very manipulative. It was very, like, sneaky. And I caught on to it in the middle of the reading. And the cards were coming out left and right, just like all the warning sizes, like, get out she is not taking this seriously. She is not, you know, she's taking you a run for your money, whatever. And it was my test um, in my perspective, you know, from what I was experiencing to, to set my boundary there and to discern 
and say, okay, I'm not going to be a part of this. And I'm going to let her know what's going on. And we're going to dust our hands free of that. That happens sometimes, but it's really about the, pro the progress of the individual in that case. You know, that's like with what I'm going through as a psychic medium, what a lot of other psychic mediums go through with whatever they happen to experience. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like there's stuff that comes up all the time where it's like, is that, should I go all the way there? Should I give them the whole enchilada or just, you know, give them the mole or, or the chilies as an appetizer? Yeah. <laughs> a lot to digest. Some, some people can't hear certain things and then they'll say, Oh, that's not true. Or, Oh, the, the best I heard was when I read a guy told him that a certain girl wasn't going to come back, told him that there was someone else coming from. And he's like, well, the other psychic said she'd be coming back. So he clearly preferred this other psychic because he wanted to hear what he wanted to hear. <laughs> I said, you know what? Go back to the other psychic. Window when you want the truth, come to me because it's not always going to be what you want to hear. It'll be what I'm seeing, you know, which That's brings me to an important point. So there are some people who make up stuff for an answer. You will never see that from Sky or myself. Um, if we don't know the answer, we'll tell you we don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that more than, you know, that is a big deal because a lot yeah. of people, they sometimes they embellish it and, and, not that you guys are in any way. I'm not saying this, but we know that there are a lot of frauds out there. Totally. People who do this that aren't so much yeah. in the light, they're more in the dark because they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. And it's a terrible thing. You know, it really is. And that what it, what it does is people don't understand that you two have this innate ability that's amazing. It sort of downplays some of the things that you guys are actually the light you're trying to bring to people because yeah. it makes other people skeptical about it. It's a yeah. lot. It, it, they find a lot of that in every community, the UFO community, the paranormal community. People right. who have these think they have these experiences or make up these experiences. And I've actually dealt with a little bit of that, not so much on the show, but with people who are a little untruthful. And you see them on an episode, you know, it was actually a UFO thing. And you see him on an episode where he's talking about one thing. And then the next time he's on another episode of somebody else's show, he's on something totally different. And it's the same experience he's talking about. But, you know, and that's, you know, and I appreciate that you wouldn't say, uh, you know, that you would say, I don't know. You know, no, I do, like the biggest thing that I'm thinking of is pregnancy. We'll get pregnancy readings. I'm very good at timing. I'm damn good at timing. You can ask Sky. You can look at my validation thing. And awesome. my life, right? I mean, I've got like pages and pages of people telling me, you said the timing. And I, so anyway, my point is when I tell people the timing, sometimes they don't want to hear it's three in three years or it's a boy when they want the girl, you know, and I'm like, or they don't want to hear that it's not going to happen, you know, right. and, I'm really and they'll knock themselves off that timeline and then totally. they'll be their own self-fulfilling prophecy. Look, see, I was right. I was going to make a stupid joke like, when's it coming? Is it my, <laughs> when's my time? You know, I feel like from the from from being locked in for so long, I feel like I'm getting pregnant. Jesus, I can't. Yeah, like, you know, Schwarzenegger in that yeah. age, what was that? Where he but has that's like, that's a perfect know. example where I will say, if I really don't see one, I'll say I'm not sure you're going to have one. You know, you may have to look into options. Right. And also, really kindly, because this is you know, it's people's lives, it's their feelings. Yeah. You've got to take it seriously and be nice about it. Um, and then they'll respond. They, you know, then they'll tell you, you know, you were nice. Blah, blah, blah was really mean. <laughs> so, yeah. I, it, uh, like I said, I appreciate that. It's always better to not speak about something you don't know as opposed to just making things up. I think that that's, you know, no matter where you are or what frame of mind or life you're talking about, it's always better to just be like, well, I don't know, you know. 
I do a lot of research. There's a lot of things I don't know. I'm learning every day, you know, like a lot of other people. It's crazy. I asked Laura to put a question in the comments. Would you be able to read her from the comments? Sure. Is that some, when she puts that question in there? Because she tried very hard to get in. And I want to see if we can get her maybe a question answered, you know, if we can. But while we're here now, tell, why, don't, why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find both of you? I want to make sure that we get that message out. I'm actually going to be putting it in the live stream. I'm going to edit the live stream and I'm going to put your information okay. in at a later date, too. So when it's shared everywhere, it'll be uh, transformed everywhere and it'll have your information. Also, we're going to put it in the comments before we leave, too. So if you guys want to put it in the private chat, I can share it into the comments to make sure everybody goes to your pages, likes you guys, and follows you. Okay, we have Laura's question. See that. Is he faithful? So this is a bunch of questions. There's quite a few questions there. Um. You want me to leave it up there for you? Yeah. They want me to draw a card. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Were you talking to me? Were you talking to Luke? I was like, yeah, Everybody. go ahead. Yeah, no, no. And me. And Laura. Yeah, it's coming regardless. Is Laura seat to hear it? So Tommy is with you, and I don't think Kevin is faithful. That's mm. why you're asking. Yeah. The monk, the light attribute, selfless devotion and single-minded dedication to spirit. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So let, uh, I'll let Sky answer because that was what I was getting. You have to, it, you're questioning yourself too much. Yeah. Like you're the responsibility here. It's, it's like you want to give away your power or give away your responsibility to other people or the situations when they don't really deserve it. They're not in a space right now where they can really be fully responsible. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was coming about because I don't think that that's related to your question, but. Um, no. So like Kevin might not be behaving as responsibly as he could. Yeah. 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 With Kevin. Yeah. He's Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy is wife. definitely with you. He's your ex-husband who's passed. Um, I'm seeing a guy about six foot with brown hair, medium build, kind of scrawny, um, really sharp sense of humor. Did he like Levi jeans? Yeah. He liked the dark blue ones, like the ones back in the day, really expensive ones. Hmm. Oh, let us know. Okay. I thought that was Keone Doomers. That's the one who comes on our lives guy. <laughs> yeah. I thought I wasn't sure. I was like, huh. Thanks, Keone. Yeah. yeah, Laura, it's like uh, this card is about the Kevin guy. Yeah. Because you're, you've got like two different things going on and you're like going back and forth thinking about this, thinking about this, thinking about this. So they're kind of like bleeding together. It's like the thoughts are bleeding together. Yeah. It's okay to compartmentalize and let right. go once you've thought something through, but you have a tendency to rehash what you've already hashed and it's purely just a lack of of self what's the word not confidence but like um you don't believe in yourself um fully that's what that's coming from like you question yeah. the intuition that comes to you because you are quite intuitive your child's intuitive too and i feel like she actually says things to you that confirm or help you to confirm what you already know when nobody else can or nobody else will or nobody else does mm -hmm. Laura says, yeah. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. saying. 
Mm-hmm. Single-minded dedication to spirit. Yeah, don't get so I, I feel like you're you're um splitting your mind. Like f- center your mind, make it whole. You don't have to like f- fracture it or fractualize. I'm seeing like 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 it's like a bamboo rod and it's like split on the top and it goes like that. And there's like all these little strands here and there, like bring it back together and mend it so that you can and, and feel confident in the clarity that you have. It's your truth. It doesn't mean it has to apply to everybody simultaneously. I think that's part of the issue with it. Are you a Libra too? Cause I feel like this is a Libra kind of thing. She's saying yes to the genes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he liked those genes. I, I, when when you say that, I feel like maybe she's splitting her mind in your sense that she's thinking about a dozen different things at once and losing focus on all of them because she's trying too hard to figure everything out. Focus yeah. on one thing at a time. On your ducks, your go. ducks will fall in a row after that. Yes, we have to let go of a lot. Mm-hmm. The way that we're going to be functioning in the future is going to be different than how we have for a long, 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 long time because there are changes that are happening slowly but surely. But Spirit's got our back along every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Awesome, guys. That that was phenomenal. I loved watching you guys read, especially in tandem like that. I want to call you guys like the tandem mediums or like the tandem <laughs> seers. Like, boop, 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 That's kind of how we do it on our show where you just yeah. kind of jump in on each other because well, I got this, I got that. I got the this. fact that you bounce off of each other makes it like almost like a clearer picture of everything. It's kind of, it's, it's exceptional. Like I, I think it's like, like uh, it's, it's almost like, I want to say like the duality of man, like you have both sides and you're, you're hitting every angle. It's awesome because you both think in the same way, but also differently at the same time. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like you guys hit it from both sides. It's truly remarkable, which is what David was saying. You know, it's very cool. He's never said anything like it. And honestly, I've never either. But I think it's just, you know, it's cool. fantastic. Me and Lily have past life together. Yeah, we've had many, so that's why we work so well. Mind, splitting minds, yeah. And her granddaughter's name is Lily. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Cool. Fantastic. So we got about seven minutes to wrap up. So, guys, I want you to tell the people anything this is this is your time to tell them whatever you want to tell them any messages you may have to them and then we'll get into where they can find you but give them something like where you know something to part with in a sense well our second topic if we had time to get into that so maybe we'll do it on another show absolutely absolutely would be therapy with indigo children and one of the things i want to point out about indigo children teenagers or adults because they could be any you know any age the term just applies to the color of their aura. Um, it is that that person, in order for that person to grow up and develop and understand themselves, they sometimes you need to go to therapy. I know I was a psychologist. I had to go to therapy. Sometimes, though, you need to go to a psychic or a medium to understand something about yourself. And people in the outside world, unfortunately, view you as crazy. And if you can go to people like us, then you can get that kind of understanding. 
Um, and go to someone who's got a college degree, go to someone who has outside interests, who seems really practical and down to earth, because that's the person who will actually give you a realistic view of yourself, not some airy fairy person that, you know, talks the speak, as I, as I put it. Um, that's not going to help you. So that would be my advice to people seeking out help among psychics and mediums. Just kind of get a sense of the person themselves. Agreed. Agreed. That yeah. airy fairy person, you know, bring it, to, bring it down to the real, you know, right. get real with it. Go ahead, Sky. Mm. Well, there's a lot to say, but what I heard right away is don't give up. There's people watching right now that do feel yeah. like what more is going to happen here? What do I have to do? Like I'm on the end of my rope. Just know that this, what we're feeling right now is a lot of, I guess you would say residue or stuff that we might not even be aware of that's coming to the surface so we can release it, so we can transmute it. And it seems 10 times worse than it actually is because once you pop through, once you once you walk through, sometimes fast, sometimes slow, it depends on you. There's no one way to do it. But these, you know, this healing level by level, step by step is happening. There is no way to make a wrong turn. There is no mistake to this. This fear this that's coming up, this anger, this resentment, a lot that's coming up is a gift to us now because we never would have given that time to ourselves otherwise in the previous paradigm. And we're in kind of like a twilight zone, literally and, yeah. and figuratively. Because we're in a transitory phase of what we're passing through right now. All of us, every single man, woman, child, some animals as well too, a lot of animals, okay? Um, and we do have light beings on the earth right now, whether we see it or not. Um, this month, there are extraterrestrials that are here among us. Um, I've, I'm not typically one to get that, but uh, last month and the month before it came on really strong. Um, this very particular species that I channeled through is here among us to help us. We don't always see them. A lot of us do. Um, there's nothing to fear what's going on right now. Don't lose hope in yourself. And confidence comes with clarity. Some of us try to force it. You don't have to force it. Like like the gal earlier that we were reading um, who, who needs to cry, who needs to sit with her emotions and just witness them. Jacqueline. Just, Jacqueline, thank you. We we just need to give ourselves the space. When we give that self, when we give ourselves the space to be and to see what's going on and to value our experience, that opens us up to healing, not just for ourselves, but when we interact with one another too. And a lot's changing. A lot, a lot is changing for the good. There's a deep underbelly of this pure love and light that's a billion times stronger than any sort of temper, any sort of temper or tantruming or kicking and screaming, clawing and biting that we might see in the next five months. Excellent. That in mind. Excellent. That's awesome. I mean, that's very good parting words. Sky, why don't you start and tell everybody where they can find you, where they should go like, where they should subscribe, let them know. Sure. Well, you can find me on Facebook for the time being. I have recently made a page for my mediumship. I began with Chinese astrology. So if you're into astrology, you can go over to Revealing Fate Astrology 
on Facebook. Find me there if that's your jam. Or you can find me at Sky Chen uh, Psychic. So facebook.com slash Sky Chen Psychic. Or you can search me up. I should come up, I should come up <laughs> through the um, search. I have a website as well. It's revealingfate.com. And there I list all the different options that I offer and everything. I do mediumship, so I channel. I also do a form of energy work I call ethereal calibration. It's really shamanic clearing. It's similar to Reiki, but it's whatever I can do. I, you know, it's it's purely intuitive and it's pretty powerful. Lily's actually seen it a couple times when mm -hmm. uh, just kind of come up out of the blue with certain readings, with especially with people who have broken hearts, people who need alignment of the different levels, dimensions, and levels of dimensions within their what I call bodies. We have a physical body, an ethereal body, a mental body, a spiritual body. We have all sorts of different bodies in between. And they can kind of get like disheveled and lost. And they need to be like kind of honed in and come back. On a deeper level, like that gal earlier we where I suggested, um, I think it was uh, uh, soul retrieval. That's yeah. like that, that's Kayoni. Like yeah. Kayoni. Thank you. Yeah, I'm terrible with names and remembering them. A lot of times when we're channeling, at least for me, I don't, I'm not really there. Like, Sky Chen isn't there, you know? It's just like I'm empty and whatever's coming through is coming through. Um, so keep that in mind too. Um, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, the Facebook and, and revealingfate.com is really where to find me. Um, I've got my Google Calendar linked up with my schedule so to be able to know exactly um, what's available um, that we can both meet. Awesome. Lily, go ahead. Tell them where they can find you. So on Instagram, it's readings with Lily. So it's slash Instagram dot readings with Lily on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash Lily B four, four, four. And on Facebook, you can just type Lily, Bhattacharya SID and it'll come up or readings by Lily and it'll come up. Um, it'll be like this little Buddha cartoon character. And that's how you'll know. And it'll have an Encinitas address. And we do do readings seven days a week. You just have to call and book us. And I'm on the West coast. Sky's on Central Time. And Rob's on Eastern Standard. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> I'm awake at your time, so don't worry about it. Ugh. Awesome. Guys, yeah. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to have you guys back. I hope you'll come back. It's sure. truly a phenomenal episode. We did a lot of great work today, and I truly feel that you guys are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, it, it's truly amazing and so admirable to see you guys do what you do. And it's truly astonishing to watch it all take place. So I hope that you'll let me in to do that again. Um, thank you, guys. Please go follow them. Go to their pages. Like whatever they put out. You know, share whatever they put out. Just like we would ask you to do of this specific uh, page, this site. You know, we have... Um, at Facebook, we have my site. I'm Rob Yox. You can find me at Rob Yox. We have Full Spectrum Universe, the group. Please join. We also have Full Spectrum Universe, the business page. Please like it. Please go to Full Spectrum Universe on YouTube. You know, I would love everybody to like the videos. Please subscribe. Um, I want to thank everybody in the audience for coming out. But now it has the, it's the time. It's that time, everybody, for you to get back in that spaceship and go back to your own universe. This time has expired in mine. And this has been Full Spectrum Universe. I want to thank everybody for coming in. Next week, we have Natalie Jones. She is a paranormal investigator as well as a ufologist. So we'll see you next time on, on Full Spectrum Universe. Everybody have a great night. And thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye, everybody.